Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With AIB, proud supporter of the Goal Mile. You can register now at goalmile.org. AIB, we pledge to do more. Now, we've largely avoided COVID so far this morning and uh, we will for much of the rest of the show as well, I can assure you. But of course, with cases still stabilising at a very high level and worries about schools as well, there's been a lot of chat around HEPA filters. Uh, Marie-Therese McCormack is a chartered civil, structural and environmental engineer with 20 years experience and is managing director and co-founder of the company Air Nua and is on the line. Morning to you. Uh, Morning, Joe. Now, HEPA filters are one of these things that it's kind of entered the public consciousness to an extent that people think they know exactly what they are and what they do. But I have to say I've heard of it, but I don't have a clue. So what what exactly are they? Uh, Well, a HEPA filter is a a very, very fine filter, which is used to, I suppose, trap particles or trap viruses or what have you. The problem what people don't know about there, there's a difference in HEPA filtration and HEPA type of filters. So... What the, what the schools are recommending to use is the H13 or H14, which is what we call it a true HEPA filter. Um, and it will, HEPA filters only trap the virus and the particles. They do not kill them and they do not remove them. So be very careful that it's just actually trapped inside in the, in the HEPA filter itself. The problem we have at the moment is with recent HEPA is the cost of them. A true HEPA filter will cost between 80 euro to 100 euro to replace. And like that, because they're very fine, they will clog very, very quickly, in, especially in a dirty environment. If you look at a school, you know, if you had a woodwork technology class, you could be changing these filters every two weeks, every month. So the problem with HEPA is it needs to be changed, it needs to be changed regularly, and there's a maintenance cost associated with it. Right, so it would be very expensive for schools themselves or even for the state to subsidise, because you assume once they go in, then it will be an ongoing cost for quite a long time. Correct, yeah. You might see on some of the documentation you read about HEPA, they say the HEPA filter will last a year. There's no way a HEPA filter would last a year unless the machine isn't turned on. So if the machine is sitting in the background and not actually doing anything or processing anything, it'll last a year. But if you have a filtration system that's working and processing the volume of particles it has to process, a HEPA filter, even normal filters will be changed every six months, but a HEPA filter will be changed more regular than that. So every unit you're going to buy will have a maintenance cost with it, but it's managing the long-term cost of it. You'd need to look at the upfront cost of HEPA filter versus maybe you know, something with a concealed UVC light and look at the intervals then of changing all the parts in each one and the cost associated with that. So I recommend looking at it over maybe a three-year period. Three-year period, okay. So then does it go in the corner of each classroom? What does it look like? Yeah, so there's loads of different varieties and sizes, um, and it's all it's all sized to the volume of air it has to process and the size of the room. So if it's a larger, obviously, area, you have to process the air. You have two smaller units, or you could have one larger unit. You don't you don't put it in the corner of a room that's not in use. You put it somewhere where it actually is in in a, in a prime location, but you keep it away from natural ventilation, like an opening window or an opening door. Ideally, if it was centrally located, obviously you get a full circumference of air circulating and cleaning. Obviously up against the wall, that might reduce slightly because you're only pulling air and pushing air out from the front of the actual unit itself. Right, we're chatting to Marie-Therese McCormack, who is Managing Director and Co-Founder of the company Air Nua. Um, so you, in some rooms then, do you need multiple numbers of them? Does it suck in the air? Is that the idea? Yeah, so a lot of appliances, well, especially our own one, we, we take in air from what's called the breeding zone, so at your seated level or a 1.2 metre high area. 
you basically take in the air, you put it through, normally put it through a filtration system, remove all the larger particles. And that's what we do in our appliance, our new appliance. We take in all the, the particles, take away the larger ones down to one micrometer, and then we actually expose the virus to the UV light because UV light will actually inactivate the virus or kill it in one effect. By, by, it's, it's a combination of how it works with the RNA and the DNA of the actual virus itself. So like I said, it'll take it in, it'll, it'll kill it, and it'll put air, clean right. air back into the environment. The only thing I'd say to you, Joe, which people are getting confused about, you will always still need natural fresh air in a, in a room. CO2 cannot be killed. It can only be diluted. And CO2 is your prime indicator of your air quality. So even if you have any sterilization, any filtration technology mm. in a room, you will still need a portion so, of so, that so, to okay. be fresh so air. So does that mean in a lot of schools around Limerick and around the country, these open windows continuing and freezing everyone? Well, I'd say yes in relation to opening windows, but not freezing everyone. Just think about having a window open even a small amount, especially in winter months. You know, outside air is whatever, 10 to 15 degrees lower than inside air. So cold air will automatically be drawn in. So having a window open, say, one inch in the winter is equivalent to having that window open fully in the summer months. So it doesn't need to be open that that amount at all because cold air will get in. And like that, you could have a vent in the window. Wait a second, I, I have a window at home. It's a small window. Uh, and at this time of the year, if I open it even slightly, then it gets cold very fast. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, no. I don't care how wide open it is. If it's freezing out there, it's going to be freezing inside. And that means our kids freezing. You have, yeah, you will always have to bring fresh air in. You will. You have to manage it, though. But if you had a, a, an appliance that's telling you that you can close the window now or reduce the fresh air in. So if you have an intelligent solution that says, okay, you know, there's a, they, they say their CO2 reading has gone down lower than 800. You can now close that window. But obviously, it'll again give you advice to reopen that window again. And what we'd normally say is if you can ventilate that room before even the school starts, you know, and open it slightly maybe throughout the day, and then at, at the end of the shift, you know, you actually basically open that again, open the windows again, you ventilate the room properly right. again, so it's ready again for and, the next day. And, and are HEPA filters noisy? Uh, it would depend. See, it all depends on the technology you're using. So it depends on the volume of air it's stated as processing. But like that, if you're processing a huge volume of air through a HEPA filter, it will have to have a, a very, very powerful fan working behind it because HEPA filters are so fine to push the air through them. You need a large fan pushing behind so it will become noisy. There is obviously um, technology out there that will have a three-stage fan. And when you look at the the, 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 the data sheets behind it they say you know it's as low as 35 decibels but that's possibly at the fan working at a low speed but to get to a HEPA filter a fan will have to operate at the three stage phase so it will be quite noisy. And all of these issues that you have raised this morning um, do you think that's the reason that there's so much reluctance to install them? Yeah I mean what I feel is well one if you think from teachers say and the reluctance is really the noise of it number one the size of it and the long-term cost of it um, and that's what the queries were last week that we were receiving. We can't, one principal I was talking said you can't afford to even buy these with the government grant because you can't afford to maintain them after they've been built because they don't have an increase in their maintenance budget. Now, obviously, there were some government um, documents came out last night and it was in the Irish Times today in relation to the 72 million that's been given for schools for ventilate. And they're saying that some of that money can be used to pay for maintenance. Now, I don't know if that's the long-term maintenance on it, whether they pay for three years' maintenance and look at it again down the line, because it's all going to be a minor works grant. 
So it's all down to the application that goes in from the school, which I would recommend is probably done by a chartered engineer. You can get a ventilation strategy assessment done. So not every solution is going to fit all. So some schools mightn't even need sterilization technology. They might have enough natural ventilation through their own systems. Maybe they have vents in their windows. Maybe they have fans in the windows. So not one solution fits all. Right, okay. Who would be a school principal at the moment? Seriously. All right, Marie-Therese McCormack, uh, Managing Director and Co-Founder of the company Air Nua. Thank you very much. I understand a lot more about HEPA filters, their positives and uh, some of their drawbacks as a result of that chat. Appreciate it. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With AIB, proud supporter of the Goal Mile. You can register now at goalmile.org. AIB, we pledge to do more.